Hello and welcome to Stand and Deliver, a JoJo podcast. This week we discuss the last four episodes of part three. Farewell to Dio! results back about your butt take it from me kids don't poop ever it's never not even not even once that's uh, that's bad advice i gotta say keep all of the feces inside your body no remember that guy that. i mentioned a few episodes back who had like two liters of shit in him <laughs> That's that's living right there. That is good, clean, healthy living. Oh, that's a baseball. Look, if you don't want to shit, step one, don't eat. I don't eat anymore. I feel great. (laughs) I've got tons of energy because I haven't slept in three days. Time doesn't mean anything to me anymore. Time is a piece of wax. That's Beck. Hi, I'm Larry Davis. Only I could stop time, just stop it completely, and then I wouldn't have any problems anymore. I have some Japanese videos that may be uh, of interest to you then. Uh, I'm Larry Davis. With me is George Brundle. We're talking about uh, everyone's favorite time-stop fetish anime, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Um, Yeah. Where we're here, we're at the end of part three. We're here uh, also, fighting Dio. Don't forget, Dio. Not only is he a time stop enthusiast, still into mind break. Never changed. It's a long callback. Yeah. Hey, look, you don't get rid of fetishes. You just don't. It's not how that works. That's an episode one reference. Yeah. For you long-time Stand and Deliver fans, I don't know why you're still here, but that one's for you. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Okay, uh, so, so, Dio is at the top of the stairs! Dio, everyone loves like, him. You've been waiting for him. Here he is in all his glory. Dio. It's like, Ponrev, buddy, guy, your stand's great. You don't have any toes and your thigh's all fucked up, but I want you. Yeah. So, you know, take take a step forward if you want to be a dick about it, I guess, or take uh, some steps back if you want to be my buddy. And uh, Ponorev's like, oh, no, I'm going to mess you up. Uh, so he starts running up the stairs, but every time he does, he somehow ends up uh, back down the stairs. Yeah, this is a real good goof from Dio. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I don't understand what's going on, but it's got to be related to his stand. Mm-hmm. But this is important because uh, it means Polnareff is the first one of the group to actually encounter Dio's stand. The only person previously, I think, who had seen it was Whole Horse. And Whole Horse yeah. is uh, gone forever. 
So <laughs> yeah, got shot in the fucking head. Put his brain to sleep. Yeah, still alive, but will never be seen again. Yeah. And so uh, the Joe Star group just busts in here through a wall and are just pointing <laughs> like a bunch of cool guys just pointing at Dio. Yeah. Dio's like, oh, nuts, and just, like, flies away. <laughs> of note, during these last few episodes, characters can just fly now. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Ponro tries to explain, like, the stand power he sends, uh, and he also breaks the news that Avdol and Iggy are dead and gone. Yep. Uh, so, Nimrod leads them up to Dio's chambers. Uh, and they crack open a window, so a little bit of mood lighting in there. Uh, so the sun is also setting at this point, kind of important to mention. Um, mm-hmm. But they tell Nimrod to open up the coffin, and he does. And then, uh-oh, suddenly Nimrod's in the coffin. <laughs> and also, like, his head is cut in half. <laughs> There's a... I watched the English dub of this, and the the dialogue that Nimrod has makes sense. He's just like, "What? How did I get in the coffin?" Mm-hmm. Uh, in in my version of it, it's just him yelling, "I'm in the coffin," which is real good. It was me all along, Joe Stars. <laughs> I just love how he plays it off like it's a fucking gag. Yeah. Uh. Also, it's sort of weird because, like, you don't actually see Nimrod die, his jaw split open. Vampires can heal from something like that fairly easily, and he is a vampire. They never resolve the problem of Nimrod, so I like nope. to imagine that this weird, goofy, weirdo vampire is still out there. Yeah, I think he probably is. Like, being real, he couldn't really do much to anybody. Yeah. So, yeah, so whatever. Let him roam yeah. the earth, immortal. Uh, so everyone is uh, freaked out, and they all jump out the damn window because mm-hmm. they know that uh, the world is coming for them. And then uh, there's a good bit here where Joseph is just like, oh, it was cold, like somebody shoved an icicle up my ass. <laughs> yes. He has another, like, another analogy he makes later in this, too, and I don't remember what it is now. You probably wrote it down, but... I, I might have, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so they, they kind of like... I uh, this. I remember a good chunk of it, at least. I don't make notes either. It's all, it's all, uh... Mine like a, like a, what, like a, what are you, like a box made yeah. out of metal. You don't make any anyway, notes. Anyway, hold on, let me, let me... Oh no, it's, that's the... Okay, just make sure you cut that out. Okay. Um, so... Uh, they kind of regroup and start having this debate because, like, Polnareff is just like, I want to go back up there and stab this guy to death, and everyone else is like, uh, but you're dumb. <laughs> like, did you see what he did to <laughs> Nimrod? Nukasaki? He put Nimrod in the coffin. Uh, so puts the they Nimrod decide in the coffin. He <laughs> puts the Nimrod, Nimrod in, in the, the fucking, fucking coffin. coffin. So they decide to let Polnareff go, and they sort of form this plan of, like, we're going to put him into a pincer attack, because, like, two of us will go off and try to, like, 
draw him away while the other two of you chase after him. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is not a good plan because it no. does not work out so well for them. <laughs> nope. Uh, no, Joseph it's, it's, offers it's cool how a dude's like a lot yeah. of JoJo's Bizarre Adventures. The end of the parts is just like, well, time to clean house with these characters. Yeah. Wonder what these Joe Star boys are going to get themselves into. Yeah. So uh, Joseph is offering to buy a dude's truck, uh, and he refuses because he needs Dude, the truck for truck. work. And then That's Joseph just slaps out a fat wad of cash, and this dude starts going, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, like those are a Boingo level noises that he makes. I wouldn't have noted any of this shit about buying the truck if not for the fact that he just some good noises. Yeah. Uh, and jo- so it's uh, Joseph and Kakuin is group one, and then group two is Jotaro and Ponref. Uh, and they're trying to get a motorcycle to work, but it is not being very agreeable. With By them. the way, I would like to say the way they divide up here doesn't make much sense. Like, have both of the close-range, super-powerful stands together, and then both of the longer-range, like, more utility-focused stands together? Seems like maybe they should have paired up yeah. in a different way. Well, again, uh, doesn't go well for them. No. Just bad bad news, bad business all around. Yeah. Uh, Dio, meanwhile, he's admiring cars. Sure. He doesn't. He didn't have cars as a kiddo. He thinks they're neat. Yeah. Um, and this car belongs to Senator Wilson Phillips. <laughs> I think in mine it just calls him Senator Phillips, but I'm glad to know that it is Wilson Phillips. Yep. Uh, Dio breaks his driver's arm, and then he rips out Phillips's front teeth and <laughs> orders him to drive his car. And then Phillips just has this like a side where he's like, oh, hell no, I got good grades. I'm going to be the president. I went to the best schools. I'm super handsome. I'm the best boy. My parents love me. So Dio breaks his nose and throws him <laughs> into the front seat. Of note, in the like OVA series of this, this was the character that was voiced by Charles Martinet, Mario himself. And, oh man! And when he gets busted up by Dio, he is just making like the noises Mario makes when he falls into lava. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm gonna need to go back and watch that. Uh, so Phillips like keeps trying to escape, but every time he's like teleported back in the car, and eventually he just assumes that he has like super senator powers or something. <laughs> sure. Uh, and this is why I say Dio still into mind break because he's definitely broken this dude's mind. Yeah, he's just like, uh, uh, so yeah, this too slow. Why don't you just use the sidewalk? Like, but there. Oh right, there. they they yeah. get in a traffic jam. Yeah, yeah, just run all these people over. <laughs> so this is weird. Is uh, he pops the curb and uh, presumably starts running people over, but you don't see it. So uh, apparently, in the manga and the OVA. Uh, he's definitely run dudes over. So here's the thing. There was an incident in Japan a few years oh, ago. Boy. Yeah, which I think maybe is the reason they <laughs> kind of cut past that in this. Uh-huh. Somebody popped a curb and ran a bunch of people over. Yep, with a van, and then like got out and started stabbing them. Oh, great. 
Yep. That's all right. Then this stopped being a thing I thought was very weird and became a thing that I think is extremely understandable. Yeah. Jesus. I'd be like releasing the Slender Man movie after all that shit went down. <laughs> I mean, really, releasing a Slender Man movie is a bad idea anyway. Whatever. Dude, they made a Slender Man movie. It follows the mythos to the fucking T. In the sense that it is lame and it sucks and it's boring and it's not scary. What if they made a Slender Man movie that was just a guy on something awful making a Photoshop of Slender Man in the back of a playground and that's it? And then, like, having to deal with what his creation became? (laughs) Oh, sure. Okay, that would be Like, that would actually, that would genuinely be an interesting movie. Where, like, the whole, the whole thing of, like just creating a thing that gets out of your hands and then dealing with the whole memetic aspect of it would actually be an interesting angle to a movie instead of whatever the fuck they made. We'll never know. This goes nowhere plot about like Slender Man standing at you. Ah, Slender Man sucks. Yeah, Slender Man is really boring. And I would like, and I would say the dude who made it sucks for coming up with such a sucky idea, but like the whole thing was it was just a lame Photoshop thread, and I bet you that person did not really put a whole lot of thought into it. Like by design. And also like the idea of just like here's a mysterious figure in the background of photos is okay. Like there's nothing terrible about that. Yeah, that's It's when people come up with more stuff about it and actually act like it's real. Dio is real though. Dio is real to me. Dio is the realist. Yes. Dio is still real to me, damn it. <laughs> Dio ain't nothing to fuck with, too. Because uh, he does eventually catch up to the Joestar's car. Uh, and Kakyoin gets the bright idea to attack uh, Dio. Uh-huh. Because he, he uses Emerald sends... Splash. Yeah, which Dio then, like, deflects a bunch of it out to the side of the car. And then up through, like, the roof of the car, and then he punches uh, Hierophant with the world, which, like, sends him flying out of the world's range. So when, like, Kakyoin pulls him back... So I would like to mention here, before you move on, Mm Kakyoin does the uh, Emerald Splash with it spread out, and Dio reflects them. So then Kakyoin is like, ah, I know, I will concentrate them all together. Why... That's the reverse order of what you're supposed to do, Kakuin. If he could deflect them spread out that far, of course he could deflect it when they're all together. Yeah, Kakuin's brain death kind of occurs, <laughs> like, uh episode before his body death, basically. Yeah. Uh, so... Kakuin does pick up on some useful information, though, uh, which is that he now understands that the world is a close-range stand similar to Star Platinum. Yes. Which is very good to know. Yeah. So, uh, they're just driving along, and uh, suddenly, a senator gets thrown through their car. (laughs) (laughs) Like a fucking football. Nano machine, son. <laughs> yeah, uh, they so they crash, and uh, the senator's definitely dead. Uh, but Kakuin and Joseph get to higher ground, and then uh, Kakuin has a plan to reveal what Dio's stand power is, and that is the episode. Yep. Okay. Uh, 
uh, listed in appearances. Uh, Wilson Phillips, first appearance, death. This is uh, <laughs> this lists Nukasaku as death too. So I guess maybe he just died. That's weird. All right, man. whatever. Um, manga anime differences. I was going to just reiterate, he is a vampire, he would have survived that, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, it, it doesn't really make any sense. But, I get, well, this is the JoJo wiki, so who knows? That's true. Among anime differences, some of the Joestar group's phrases were removed after Dio killed Nukasaku. Nimrod, sorry. Uh, the scene where Wilson drove the car on the sidewalk and moved down, mowed down civilians was cut, though the car is shown as bloodied after a scene transition. Yeah, this doesn't list why it is, but I'm pretty sure that's why. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Suda says, From now on, we enter the final battle. This episode begins on one of Polnareff's lines, and it will be an onslaught of more or less famous lines. You know, like Icicle in the Asshole. <laughs> Dio exudes an unbelievable charisma every time he appears. We really have the feeling it would be impossible to win against him. For me, the one memorable scene will be the part with Wilson Phillips. Mr. Cho is the voice actor. His, his name, I guess, is just Mr. Cho? Like Mr. Sure. Lawrence, who voiced Plankton? Like, uh, like B. Takeshi. <laughs> okay. Mr. Cho is the voice actor and is a somewhat strange performance that still fits the character and his vanity. The power of the world is extraordinary, but the senator's reaction makes the scene more comical than tense. I want to know who the voice actor is for that he ho ha he he ho guy, because he's not listed here in appearances. It was Suda himself, a cameo role. I would believe it. That would be awesome. Kakuin takes the lead and attacks Dio with his emerald splash. The scene also exposes the fervor of his spirit. You feel that he's eager to get his revenge. Nonetheless, he doesn't even manage to graze him, and his attack is completely swept away. All of this shows that Kakuin has no chance against Dio, even though he has a long-range stand. If even Emerald Splash is ineffective, the range of tactics is largely restrained. Yeah, it turns out Kakuin kind of sucks. <laughs> As we find out in this next episode, I'm assuming uh, Suda is done talking. Yep, that's it. Okay, uh, so Kakuin and Joseph are Spider-Manning around town, which is great. I legitimately love this. Mm -hmm. yeah. So Kakuin, uh, we get like a flashback to him. Uh, he didn't have like any friends growing up because he was a weirdo, a little sad boy. Didn't even have any posters in his room. <laughs> sure, Kakuin. Do you remember when we watched Titanic? I remember when I first met you, it was outside the Chrysler building. You were like, oh, I'm Kong. a dumbass, and I was like, oh, King Kong. Oh yeah, that's it. God, I hate Metal Gear Solid 2 so much. I love it. I replayed uh, the first Metal Gear Solid this last weekend, and that game Wait. still holds up incredibly well. Was that stuff in 2 or 4? It was in 2. Okay, yes, I hate 2. I mean, I also hate 4, but... <laughs> Yeah, four is the one that I extremely dislike. One through three, I think, are great, and five is awesome. 
Wait, five? Anyway, no, I like five a whole lot. Uh, there is no five. I think the st I. You talk v, about V. Whatever. Okay. Whatever. Yeah, V. Yeah. It's five. I don't care. No, it's it doesn't not. matter anyway. They're never making another one ever again. It's not five. It's a side story. It's V. I don't care. Peace Walker is more of a five than V is. I although I will say the story in Phantom Pain is garbage. It's the worst one. It's all right. I would take it over two ah. or four. No, because the thing I like about two is that it. I think two holds up in terms of the story well, almost eerily well. The, the like the, all the stuff of about two are great. The execution yes. is dog shit. Sure. Um, I still like. I still I'm like one punch though, this just... desk. That's how mad I am about Metal Gear Solid Two. Good. Break right through it. Cut your hand up. Break on through to the other side. God doors this motherfucker. But, yeah, I I replayed uh, the first one over the weekend, and I still think that game holds up fantastic. Sure. Uh, the plot in that one is really good too. Um, but I I think it's hard for that one to age poorly because it's still like it focuses right in on like you know disposal of nuclear weapons and stuff like that, the faults in that system. The weird thing about uh, four which, is. The parts where you're actually playing it, I liked quite a bit. There's not actually that yeah. much of it. No, I would say the total amount of gameplay in the thing probably equals to like two hours, generously. Well, I was going to say like four. I don't know. The thing that drives me nuts about that is only two of those areas are with like actual enemies, really. Yeah. Because like when you get to Shadow Moses, it's just all those dumbass robots. Yeah. I do like that uh, bit, though, the... how it shows like the ps1 stuff over it yeah but i would have liked to have gone through shadow moses with it not being those robots because those robots are no fun to sneak around at all yep uh they're in, in, in fact just incredibly frustrating um the european stuff just it was so fucking slow yeah and then uh you get to outer haven and it gets kind of back to you actually like having to sneak around guys but it's so short it's like two rooms yeah God, Ford is a mess. So, speaking of messes, remember when we were watching footage of four, like from E three, like that early stuff where it's just like the Middle East thing, and we were like, "Oh man, this looks great! Look at these yeah. animations. You can hide here. Get this octo camo. Looks great." And then it infiltrate an active war zone. That's right. Yeah, the the stuff that you do might affect the outcome of skirmishes, which could make it easier or harder to infiltrate future areas. Yeah, in reality, you go to the exit and you're through that area in about 30 minutes. Yep. Yeah. It's. I honestly think if there is a Metal Gear Solid game that is super easy to speedrun, it would probably be four. Just skip all the cutscenes and like it's really easy to get through most of those areas. Yeah. Uh, I was actually speaking or speaking of uh, playing Metal Gear Solid One. That if I ever picked up a game to actually speedrun, which I would not do because I think that is patently unfun, uh, Metal Gear Solid One would maybe be a good one for me because I remember where absolutely everything in that game is. Yeah, I would speedrun um, Swamp Thing for the NES. <laughs> sure, like that's the way to do it, though. Like go for a game that nobody else is running. Or just something that's super short, so your runs could be done with pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, 
Resident Evil Remake, I think, would be my other one, where I pretty much have the game down to muscle memory. I wouldn't want to do that because it'd be like half your time is watching doors open. Yeah, sure. I find it charming. Hey, remember that time we watched footage of a show called JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? No. And we were like, oh man, all this is taking place in Egypt and it's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Dio's fingering guys in active battlefields. <laughs> Depending on who Dio fingers, he'll be able to get through an area with more or less difficulty. Uh, so Kakuin sets up a huge web using Hierophant, and every time Dio trips part of the barrier, he's attacked by Emerald Splash, and so Kakuin's like, ah, I trapped you. But he I use Emerald Splash from all sides at 20 meters, and then Dio's like, uh, okay. Yeah, get loaded. So I got this. I got this little thing, as maybe you heard of it, it's called Zawarudo. <laughs> Zawario. Yeah. He activates it and then goes, and he makes a micro game. Yeah, you know, he farts in Kakuin's face, hits him with a motorcycle, and uh, he dies. Have you seen WarioWare Gold? No, I have not. Tell me all about it over the course of the next 20 minutes. Okay. There's a lot of voice acting in it. Like, it starts with Wario, like, he he has this whole monologue of it just going, Oh, gold, gold, I love gold! And all this stuff, I'm gonna watch TV. What's that going on? Oh no, the economy, it's a recession. I know. I'll build more micro games. Hey everybody, George Brundle here. Uh, I appreciate you sticking with us or stand and deliver. I hope you weren't expecting us to actually make it to Egypt uh, and kill Dio, because uh, it's not happening today. Am I gonna make a tournament? Everybody gonna enter it. it uh, whatever. Let's go. <laughs> I don't want to do Wario anymore. <laughs> Like, Wario, he, he should say, like, wah, wah, and, uh, I'm gonna win. That's about it. <laughs> Sometimes, oh, he can also say, oh, I miss. That's okay. The too. description for this episode is just, I don't want to do Wario anymore, Larry Davis. <laughs> okay. Kakuin gets a whole punch through his stomach, he flies into a water tower, and he's like, oh, I don't feel so good. <laughs> Mr. Chostar, I don't feel so good. <laughs> oh, man, so, in his dying moments, he's, like, trying to figure out how the world works, and he slowly pieces together that it stops time. Oh my god, this takes so long. Yeah. Like, uh, if most you thought of this me episode... doing an impression of Wario took a long time, holy cow, this thing is even yeah. more interminable. He ends up figuring it out. He's like, oh, break this clock tower over here. I'll and send then maybe message. I'll signal to, to Mr. Joestar what's going on. Uh, he blows the hands off of the clock tower on one side. Um... This is something that kind of confused me, is sort of looking at it. It seemed like one face of the clock tower was a different time than the other one. Like and he stops the hand. There, 
well, the the range of Dio's stand seems like it maybe only froze one half of the clock tower. So for a while, I thought that was the way Kakuin would have figured it out. Is oh. like looking at it and going like, oh, like the clock is off on one side. By I, I didn't seconds. notice that. Uh, I don't know. It might have just been the angle it was, and I, you know, it was fine maybe in my dumb brain, just didn't piece it together. Optical illusions! Hey. Or animation error. Yeah, I'm, could, I'm not... could be. I I didn't really notice no. that, but... Uh, well, this is going on, though. Tio's talking to Joseph. He's just like, oh, oh I'm going to finger you so good. I'm going to take all your blood. I it's need your blood! Great. Give me your blood! I want your blood! I've got to suck it! <laughs> so the Chicago PD guy is back. <laughs> oh no! I don't think I mentioned this on the show, but when I was talking to you on the phone, I realized that Chicago PC- PD guy sounds like Saw Guerrera from Rogue One. No, you mentioned that on this very podcast. No, I thought it was just on the phone. I'm pretty sure you mentioned it on this podcast, Save the too. rebellion! Save the dream! <laughs> I don't care. I'm going to do it again. Kakyoin uh, is now dead! Yep. I got a hole in him. He died! He's fucking gone forever. We get the little thing that pops up and he's like, he's dead. Yeah, at least he got some extremely last minute exposition and backstory. Because that was important. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, Dio's chasing after Joseph. Uh, and Joseph's like slowly figuring out what was going on with the clock tower. And uh, so he realizes this is all kinds of fucked. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he gets uh, trapped in a little, a little time stop and almost gets punched, but he has weaved hermit purple around his body and fused it with Haman, so Dio can't hurt him. Well, Joseph kind of overlooks uh, well, something. Yeah, his face, maybe. Why if they uh, hit me in the I face? Do, I do appreciate, though, that uh, we get more of, jo- of Joseph being a uh, trickster. Yeah. A charlatan. Yeah. I didn't even mean, like, just his face. I mean, the thing Dio comes up with where he's like, oh, yeah, I can just throw things at you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's still pretty good. Uh, boy. Also, so, yeah, he ends up this... falling off this roof, and yeah. a bunch of drunks are down below going like, oh, look at this dumb old man. This is my favorite part of this whole fight. It's so good. Uh, Jotaro shows up. And Dio's like, oh, this is great. I got both these dumb JoJo boys here, but Jotaro's just a little bit outside of my range. Uh, and Joseph's like yelling that it's a uh, stands about freezing time, but then time gets stopped. Dio's all walking up. He punches a cat. The cat fucking explodes. <laughs> Animal lover all Suda this... is uh, yeah. aghast. Hyperventilating in the corner. Also, as you know, the body parts of this cat flies into people's food. Dio, he he talks about how he might be out of his range, but you know, if he actually ran while he had time stopped, he could get pretty far. Yeah, and just instead of just strutting on up. Yes, while also narrating how much time has passed. Yeah. Uh. Also. Dio bad at counting because he has way more time than he's actually saying he has. Yeah. 
Uh, he also, like, knocks some dude out of the way and it, like, pushes him into a fork or something like that. He's just, like, creating a bunch of hilarious mishaps. Yeah. Uh, but it's also he can, like, get in front of uh, Joseph and he's like, oh, you and your Haman, your one weakness is me throwing shit at you. I got a knife. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw that at you. Drink your blood. Uh, the knife goes into Joseph's neck, and then Dio doesn't drink his blood, which seems like a weird decision to make. Uh, not quite yet. Well, yeah, we get back. Look, Chekhov's Joseph. We get back to it. Yeah. Uh, and it seems like if you want to drink somebody's blood, you maybe wouldn't throw a knife at their neck. Seems like that's kind of risky. It's... Well, I mean, take the it, knife out, and then it's like spraying up, and it's like drinking it's like out of water. Shotgunning a can. Yeah, sure. Oh Gotta man, I would love it. Joseph. I would love it if Dio just like grabbed Joseph and like picked him <laughs> up like in a position like he's pile driving him, but is just sucking out of the neck like he's shotgunning <laughs> a beer can. That'd be great. Crushes him against his forehead when he's done. Causes <laughs> <laughs> him. You know, I'm actually kind of surprised he didn't do that. It would be an extremely Dio thing to do, but you know, he didn't have uh, he didn't have canned beverages in his time, just bottles of Cronenberg uh, Dead Zone. Yeah, and you don't crush a bottle of Dead Zone against your head. I mean, that's just fucking stupid. No, absolutely not. Uh, so yeah, then so uh, Star Platinum and the world kind of clash. Yeah, That's and uh, our our boys start flying into the air because they're punching so hard. Yeah, they're just Dragon Ball characters now. I don't know. And it's aura oraing and muda mooding all over the dang place. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but manga anime differences. Flashback scenes of Kakuin's youth. His mother and teacher were added. Okay, so that was new. Apparently. I didn't remember it, but it's also Kakuin, so whatever. Yeah. Joseph mentions his grandmother Arena when threatening Dio. Oh yeah, and then Dio's like, aha, yes, that country girl. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that peasant woman. Ah <laughs> uh, yes, I do vaguely remember her. The Emerald Splash Oh yeah, something something uh kissing her. <laughs> Something, something, it was me, Dio. Yes, I, I, I do recall. Do you recall? <laughs> Some time ago. The Emerald Splash countered by Dio goes through a signboard instead of destroying a building. That's probably a good call, so it's not like Kakuin is inadvertently murdering innocent bystanders. <laughs> uh, the scene of the world punching through Kakuin was removed from the actual battle and placed as a flashback later on. Possibly done to reinforce suspense and pacing. Also, that yeah, that part is really good when Kakuin is stopped and like Dio just kind of walks up to him as like ha 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 and just slowly punches through him. Yeah, that whole segment. He's just like yeah, you don't even realize that you're dead. Ah, you big dummy! Look what I did to you. After Joseph is fatally stabbed. Hmm. <laughs> Not so much. A hermit purple is shown crumbling into ashes rather than fizzling out. 
Uh, Suda says, This episode begins exactly where the last one finished, with Kaikuin announcing he's found a way to reveal the secret of Dio's stand. We follow with a flashback scene, which is always a sign of a character's imminent death. Ha 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 ha. It's cold, Suda. Trying to hide it. Kakuin is shown in primary school with a cherry motif on the pocket of his shirt. It is one of Mr. Kato's personal touches. I think it was a good idea, bringing a little originality. This episode's full of callbacks. Hierophant Green deploys his famous web, and it is beautiful. At the start, the stand didn't have this luminescent effect. We had added it afterward, and it was an immediate hit for us. Kakuin's death was, of course, a great moment. I think you can say this episode is mostly used to show Dio's might, as he's fearsome from beginning to end. The precise moment when time stops is really cool. We could have just made it simple with only an emanation of stopped time coming from Dio, but by testing image contraction effects... The sensory enjoyment was multiplied tenfold. Could have taken another pass at translating that sentence, guys. <laughs> it immediately pleased the special effects team, who didn't ask twice to perfect the world up to the version you know here. Special effects team, they're, they don't question things, they do what I tell them to do. Well, the directive from Suda said to increase the sensory ten times. Increase the sensor, increase it! To a higher level Boy. Uh, Let's look at the trivia here uh, Oh, this episode adapts The 2009 censored version Of volume 27 With Kakuin fighting on an electrical pole Instead of a mosque-like building And the emerald splash Counted by Dio does not destroy Another mosque-like building okay. uh, Please Please, uh, I, I'm my band and I are playing a, a show in Salt Lake City. Uh, we're we're moss like building. Uh, you can come see us at the. Uh... <laughs> uh, is World Part Three. I'm back to the country rule. Uh, country crunchy. Oh my! Oh boy! I'm back to the crunchy rule subs. Yay! Everything's terrible. I mean, it wouldn't make much of a difference at this point. Dio's still yeah. Dio. That is true. He can't censor Dio. Yeah. Remember when they banned Dio on Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> All those things he said about the Ghostbusters movie, it was a bridge too far. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to the Dio review of The Last Jedi. <laughs> Oh boy, Dio is done screwing around with Joe Stars. He's like, I'm gonna kill all you fuckers instantly. So he stops time again, uh, but then right before he strikes Jotaro, he notices Jotaro's fingers twitch and immediately forgets his plan to kill all the Joe Stars instantly. <laughs> yep. Well, he's he's like, oh, my, oh boy, his stand is similar to mine. What if his can also stop time? I remember when I first started stopping time, this little old lady, and they, they shot a thing at me, and I, I did a thing, and then I was like, oh, I can stop time, and I started at a few seconds, and I got to two seconds, and I got to three seconds, and oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. I would like to mention that during that test, like, he gets shot at, 
and he stops time and then he doesn't move out of the way he's just stands there like oh i can stop time now apparently oh this is interesting by the way he also says i could only stop time at first for one second so yeah really should have moved out of the way still Mm -hmm. uh and then uh these fuckers just take off like dbz characters flying around all over cairo yep they're uh practicing zwi fighting so, as it happened in my YouTube recommendations, a video had popped up in my feed that was, like, explaining plot holes and inconsistencies in the finale of Part 3. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay, let's give that a watch. And uh, it actually posted up pictures of the manga and said, like, so, in the manga, what's happening is they're actually kicking off the buildings and the ground and everything. They're not flying. And the manga's really good about showing that in motion. Yeah. But when you stretch that out into an animation where these guys are talking a lot you can't quite do the same thing so it looks like they're flying when that's not actually what is supposed to be happening okay see that that was how i remembered it and there are parts like there's a part in at least part four that i remember where a character like uses a stand to like grab onto something and pull himself up so fast he's basically flying upwards and I feel like that happened before in this part too. Somewhere, oh, I don't remember where. Uh, Jotaro when he kicks up on the glider. Yes, well that's part of it, yeah. yeah. But I feel like something so... somebody grabbed something and then sort of like pulls up, whatever. But yeah, here it doesn't really show that, so it just looks like they're flying around. So there's a slight inconsistency with that, though, because I'm pretty sure Dio is still flying in the previ- previous episode during his whole thing with Kakuin. And, like, especially when he's talking to Joseph, he's just hovering in the air. Yeah. So I, mean, I he's think, also like, a vampire. Yeah, so I was going to say, like, that's believable to me because he's a vampire. I'm okay with assuming that is, like, a vampire powers flight. Yeah. Uh, but in Jotaro's case, and just it just doesn't make any sense at all speaking of not making sense with jotaro i was never a fan of like the whole resolution to this of star platinum just suddenly being able to stop time yeah it just seems it lazy sucks. it comes out of nowhere it's kind of dumb yeah it seems like a real cheat yeah so uh this happens again with him freezing time and seeing his hand move, and then Dio realizes, oh, he put a magnet on my wrist, and there's a magnet in his cuff, and that's like, it's making his hand move around. So he decides to attack him again anyway, and then he gets fucking punched <laughs> in the gut. I do really like that bit, that bluff of make, it's like, oh, he can't actually move, he just wanted me to think he could move, but then oh, he actually wanted me to think that he couldn't move. Yeah, he could move the whole time. Yeah. Uh, he, so he gets sent into a jewelry store, loses his leg, there's this woman in there, he's like, hey, woman, pick up my leg. You there. I need that, bring it to me. The customer is always right, bring me my leg. <laughs> he's just screaming, he's like, uh, I need to speak to your manager. <laughs> He does have a great line here, though, where he's like, just imagine it as caviar that you are taking to a customer in first class. <laughs> Dio, what? First of all, how do you know how planes work now? You were fascinated by cars. Yeah. 
Well, how do you think he got to Egypt? Oh wait, yeah, he was um drug up from the ocean. So yeah, yeah. he he never oh. would have been on a plane. Yeah. Yeah. And he maybe read about it in one of his books that are totally not the Quran. Maybe he saw it in one of his Japanese animes. Oh boy. Dio's that's a huge why, otaku. That's why the words on the pillar were written in Japanese. Vanilla Ice introduced him to anime. <laughs> oh no. Vanilla Ice is a huge Japanophile. Japanimation, uh, they call it. He probably, you know, Vanilla Ice is probably one of those weird asses who, like, records a podcast every single week with Dio about, like, what anime they're watching. They cut out of the anime, but in the manga, when he comes up to uh, eat Abdal, he says, Omoe wa mo shinderu. That's true fact. Oh, man. So, Dio heals up by sticking his fingers up this lady. <laughs> and uh he's like all right man so you can move and stop time so uh i'm just gonna throw like so many knives at you yeah like i told i you, got a belt full of knives now before we watch, where did i said... get these knives i don't know <laughs> they're all identical too i stuck my fingers up this dude named gabe newell and i took all of his <laughs> knives from him I broke into Gaben's knife collection. Check him out. <laughs> but before we watch these, I told you, like, here's the main things I remember from the end battle. Uh, Jotaro can suddenly stop time now. Hella knives and a road sign. Yeah. Yeah. All good. All memorable. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, he freezes uh, Jotaro again to starts chucking knives, which, like, get just right up near him but they stop and he's like oh i'm gonna unfreeze time and this is gonna be great because like you got maybe a second that you can like deflect these and then you're fucked and uh sure enough it, it, it works like a bunch of knives get sunk into jotaro and as he's like falling down he throws one more right into jotaro's head mm-hmm. uh and jotaro's okay he's yeah. fine with this Turns out he stuffed a bunch of shonen jumps into his shirt and hat. <laughs> I don't think they say yeah, that there's shonen jumps in this, like in the mm. anime, but that's what it originally was, I'm pretty sure. Shonen jump is very popular in Cairo, I guess. Apparently. Yeah. And then Dio drops down and he's like, oh, I wonder if he's playing dead. Better just chop his head off with this turn sign. <laughs> yep. Uh, but Ponorev shows up and, like, because, you know, he's the real hero of JoJo's Part 3, uh, he pierces Dio's skull with Chariot. Yep. Which he is does awesome. not need any uh, weird extra powers out of nowhere. No. Power number one, stab Dio. <laughs> That's it. That's all of Chariot's powers. Yep. Uh, but it's not good enough because he, like, missed Dio's brain, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, so he no. gets tossed. Uh, I think he does stab through his brain, but the thing was, Dio freezes it as soon as he does and is able to get it out, whereas if he had moved it around slightly while it was in him, then it would have killed him. Because you, I kinda, thought it was a... you have to, like, liquefy the brain. Real moment of weakness, though, with Dio standing there going, ah, get it out, 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 get it out. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, he just uh, tosses Polnareff, and now he's going to go chop Polnareff up with his turn sign, and uh, Jotaro's plan here is, like, he's going to remain perfectly still and play possum, but he has to, like, just make enough of a sound to draw Dio back, so he, like, kind of cracks his wrist. He, he like, sort of drags his fingers across the road. Oh, okay. And then Dio leaps up like a freaked-out cat. And <laughs> yes. he's just like... Oh, maybe he's not dead after all. He's just like, oh shit! It jumps up and he's like perching on the stand yeah. in the middle of the road. Like a cold. And so, like, I guess this whole fight has been taking place in like Gotham City because there's nobody on the streets. Nope. Uh, but two cops finally show up and they're just like, hey, we heard there were people out here doing stuff. That's unusual for Cairo. Obviously, nobody's out here. <laughs> I like how one of them says, um, we have a gun pointed at you and we are going to shoot. <laughs> it reminds me of that bit in the league where uh, he just like yells, I have a gun and I'm going to shoot you, asshole. <laughs> uh, Dio sticks his fingers into a cop, <laughs> which you definitely should not do. No. Uh, and it's just like, all right, shoot this uh, Japanese boy over here. And he does, and Jotaro doesn't move. So he's like, oh, okay, well, I guess he's probably dead, but I'm going to, like, stick my ear to the ground and listen for a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so Jotaro stops jo his Jotaro, heart not with Star Platinum. Yeah, he grabs his own heart. You ever uh, use your stand to jack off? So he stops his heart, so then, so then Dio can't hear him, can't hear his heart beating, and he's satisfied by yeah. that. Like, all right, I guess he really is dead. And oh, yes, I'm satisfied. My name is Dio. There's some inner, I'm a vampire. Some monologue from Jotaro where he's saying, like, boy, you know, if I died from using my stand to stop my own heart, that would be really stupid. It's not wrong. Oh, but he says, uh, he starts pumping his heart again, and, uh, he's a-okay, because he starts beating the hell out of Dio. My favorite part of this is it has an x-ray part where he punches Dio in the head, and apparently his skull has a heart on it, like on the forehead where he has that heart <laughs> emblem. Yeah. Like, it's there in the x-ray, I don't know why. Me either. Oh, but yeah, he bashes Dio's head open, and this whole bit's really cool because, like, Dio's just writhing on the ground, and uh, Jotaro just douses him with gasoline. <laughs> He's like, you know, ordinarily I'd feel bad about this, but fuck you, dude. <laughs> yeah. Just pulls out a match, and then a uh, car passes by. Dio stops time again, as Dio do. Mm-hmm. And he grabs onto the car. Uh, so Jotaro, like, takes after, and he throws one of the knives, and, like, probably kills the driver of the car in the process of doing this, but, like, the car just, like, peels out, crashes, and then Dio's just like, ah, shit, ah, no, ah, shit, I need to get into the sewer, I gotta get away from this guy. Uh, pulls manhole cover off, Jotaro is just, Jotaro's under the manhole cover, just pointing at him. Jotaro Everywhere, a new feature of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Kiwami. 
It's legitimately great. This is like the greatest thing Jodaro has ever done. <laughs> it is. Um, he aura auras Dio to shreds, like his skin is actually flaking off in shreds. Yeah. Uh, it's good and gross, but he has inadvertently sent Dio's body flying towards Joseph. Mm-hmm. Who nobody has called an ambulance for. Nope. Well, they've been busy. All these oh, people like outside that place got okay. hurt. You think they would have called an ambulance for themselves? Like, did the ambulance show up and they took care of those guys and they just, like, didn't even recognize this old man's body on the ground? Maybe. Just stepping over it and shit? Oh, boy. Anyway, he's going to suck off this dead old man. Uh, what does Suda have to say about that? Make him explain himself. Well, you didn't finish. He he does suck off Joseph. No, that's the start of the next... Wow. wow. Mm, you sure? Uh, it might be one of those things where it's the same... Like, it opens the same way the last one ends. Yeah, maybe, because I'm looking here on the wiki. It has a picture of Awakened Dio. So... Which, speaking of, uh, you were Awaken you were Dio. shopping for JoJo Dio figures. Awaken. <laughs> Awaken yeah. Dio. Uh, you were shopping for JoJo figures, and you got an Awakened Dio. And you were saying, like, or you were asking me, like, hey, what's the deal with Dio? Like, sometimes he has this shorter hair and, like, green lipstick, and that's kind of weird. Is that, like, some yeah. sort of coloring issue? And I had to be like, oh, yeah, probably. I mean, I don't know, because I didn't want to tell you, oh, that's after he sucks Joseph's blood. Uh, yeah, complete. that would have been... I'm glad I did not find that out. <laughs> yeah. Very disappointed with my Awakened Dio figure because the first time I bought it, it never shipped. And, uh, dude who wrote back to me was like, oh, yeah, like, nothing is shipping from my place right now. I need to, like, cancel this item for you. And that took, like, a month to cancel. Cool. Uh, and then the second one that I got arrived and one of his heart uh, kneecap things was not on his knee and it was nowhere loose in the box. Weird. Uh, but uh, that dude profusely apologized. He asked if I could ever forgive him, which was a weird <laughs> thing to say. Uh, and he issued me a refund. So I basically got a free, albeit damaged, Awakened Dio figure. That's uh, kind of the situation I had with... Um the Revoltec Lupin I have, the green jacket Lupin, where the tie was kind of messed up on it, and I contacted Big Bad Toy Store, and they were like, well, you can return it, and we'll get you a replacement, or we can just give you a refund if you just want to keep that one. And I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah, Free Lupin. Let's get the refund on that one. That was, uh, I had my own Lupin problem, where I ordered that uh, off of Amazon, and it also never shipped. Mm. And then uh, bought it through another seller and got my money back on the first one. But I like followed the original seller that never shipped it and slowly watched as their shop crumbled and got delisted from Amazon. Good times. Because that was like it was during Christmas and like absolutely nothing that anybody ordered actually shipped. Uh, Christmas was ruined for a bunch of people. <laughs> And so you just watch, like, the seller feedback got more and more into the red until it disappeared. And, like, I don't know what, you know, worst case scenario, it might have been, like, a mom and, pop and shop place, and, like, one of them might have fucking died. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, 
uh, oh, manga anime differences. Oh, real, real fast to sort of finish. Uh, toy, toy stories. Uh, my Ponoref and Silver Chariot has still not arrived and is now a week past the estimated arrival date. So uh, excellent. Yeah, my whole thing of like I wanted to buy all the Stardust Crusaders. I'm not buying any more of these figures because for whatever reason the jojo's bizarre adventure ones every single one of them has had some sort of problem which is getting them off of him i would not buy any from third-party sellers i would like look for some because the thing is filled by amazon or something like that i i buy gunpla and stuff from third-party sellers often the same people who sell these figures i have no problems i buy figures off amazon i always have problems i understand i don't know what i'm saying I would not buy these figures from third-party sellers. It, okay. It's unfortunate for those those JoJo ones, like, that's the only place I can find to even buy them to begin with, because most of them are no longer in production. Well, you're looking in the wrong places. Uh, manga anime differences. Some lines from the narrator and Dio in the manga are not in this episode. Seems hard to believe, considering how chatty they are, but... All right. In the manga, the man who fires the shotgun only shows his two hands. In the anime, it's Nukasaku. In the anime, he shows three hands. <laughs> he has two backwards hands and a lady's face on the back of his head. Suda says, In this episode, time stops during the opening itself. Oh yeah, we didn't mention that. Because I couldn't remember if it was in this episode or the next one. Well, shit. <laughs> it's cool, though. <laughs> Go on. I, I like yeah. that. Uh, yeah. It's something you're going to see a whole lot in part four, where the openings change as time goes mm. on. What? No, 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 I didn't say anything. Go oh, on. Oh, I thought you went, wait. No. Uh, But yeah, that that's something I really like a whole lot about part four, and I'm glad it kind of starts here. Um. Yes, at Kamikaze Doga, which is the studio in charge of the animation, it was something that Junpei Mizusaki wanted to direct ever since the beginning of the Egypt arc. The confrontation between Jotaro and Dio is full of power. The animation is striking in the power it conveys, and the casting was just as good. They were both remarkable. Mr. Mimuro, our key animator, had bought a model of a human heart to use as reference for the scene where Jotaro manually stops his own heart. To this day, this model stands on my desk. Ha 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 ha. The second part of the episode is dedicated to Jotaro's furious counterattack against Dio. At the very end, a sudden twist reverses the situation. Next stop, the last episode for the conclusion. This episode is being dedicated to the fight. It was surely one of the heaviest episodes in terms of production. It's full of action scenes which will be impossible to reuse. The number of shots is also well above the average of the season. I want to deeply thank the whole team for having held the line despite this considerable work. Here it is, the final episode. Part 3, Stardust Crusaders. Oh wait, hold on, trivia, trivia for the previous episode. The English dubbed version of the intro removes Dio shouting Zawarudo. Well, uh, the English dub sucks. Yeah. What you looked at? It what sucks. was he saying instead of Muda? Uh, it's only in part one, but he says useless. 
which is what Muda means. Yeah, but, uh, I, but I, I thought in, you said you'd watch three, part does, of this to see uh, what he said. He, uh, they changed some of the lines. So, like, instead of him saying, like, road roller or anything like that, it's just him saying, like, I'll smash you flat. Or no, it's a, I'll, I'm going to roll all over you. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, it does. Um, People seem to love it. I think it sounds like fucking garbage. Uh, he doesn't say re. Uh, in fact, I don't think Dio in the English dub, either in part one or in all of part three, actually says re. Hmm. Which, okay. he, the thing about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is there's a lot of lines that are very much already part of, like, uh, popular culture. Stuff yeah. like Re and Muda Muda Muda, and if they're retaining Muda 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 in Part Three, why not use Re? It's not like that's like a hard thing to say. Yeah, that's a weird thing to exclude. I get. I don't know. I mean, it's also not it's... even like that's a translation thing. That's just the noise he makes as a vampire. Yeah, it's the the thing that I guess is uh. I, I really need to stress, I'm not a prude when it comes to, like, dub versus sub. I don't care. We've mentioned it quite a few times on this podcast. There's a lot of cases where I think the Japanese dubs of anime sucks. Like yep. Dragon Ball Z, for example. Yep. Uh, but in the case of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, I actually feel that in that equation, you lose so much of what makes JoJo's Bizarre Adventure special. Mm-hmm. That this is an an anime that if you were watching the English dub, uh, I legitimately think that you are probably watching this wrong. Yeah, it's one of very few that I would say that about too. Yeah, I I, I do feel fairly strong about like the the Japanese dub to JoJo's is absolutely the right way to watch this thing. You sacrifice way too much going over to the English. yeah. Like, even just in terms of, like, characters' names being changed, I know that there are, like, some good changes that they make, like, uh, like, Dragon instead of, uh, Captain Tennille, but... Yeah. Still. Donobang. Oh, Donobang is a... The manga that I have calls him Donobang, so... <laughs> it's best. Anyway... Uh, Dio got to suck off this dead old man, and he is so happy about it. I'm so glad to hear it. Uh, his lips are also luscious. <laughs> Dio's look here is just... it's really something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jotar, it is the most 80s-ass thing in this whole part, I would say. Which is... Jotaro uh, sees Joseph's soul leave his body. And this is a really sad bit where Joseph is like, you know... We had a good time bumming around Egypt as a group. Like, sure, I had a tumor on my arm. Uh, Sure, Polnareff (laughs) hit on a woman who was underaged and then she puked all over him. (laughs) Right. Sure, Polnareff was forced to lick a toilet, and we tricked him into thinking Avdol was dead for an inordinate amount of time. And sure, Kakyoin was almost blinded for the rest of his admittedly short life. And sure, all of our friends, including me, have died, but it's a good time, right? 
Also, he tells Jotaro that no matter what Dio does, not to lose his cool. Yeah. So the first thing Jotaro does is he gets really pissed off. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, this is also the point where my stomach exploded. So all my notes end here. Oh, great. <laughs> We're going off books for the rest of this episode. All right. Because I watched the rest of this while holding onto my stomach and trying to keep myself together. Okay. A well, great way to end the season. Well, basically, this is when he starts fighting Dio when he's doing the blank seconds have passed. And this is also kind of when the road roller thing happens. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he freezes him on this bridge, starts counting down, and uh And then... he can't even see him. It's just like out of nowhere, he just hears, Roll the roller! And he comes smashing a steamroller on him. So... Jotaro just starts aura aura auraing this to end, and then Dio's just up there muda muda mooding it from the other end. And I fucking love the animation of this because there, Dio is just a whirling dervish, all fists and elbows, just <laughs> smacking into this thing. Yep, Sparts really and good. the voice. The acting in this is so damn energetic. Like Dio is fiendishly into everything that he is doing yeah just like slobbering and growling and just having a great time like we get the most enthusiastic ree from him here like right before he punches the thing and apparently flattens jotaro yep but uh but as it turns out bullshit happens <laughs> Araki realized he didn't know how else to end this. Here's how I wish this went down. Everybody dies except for Polnareff who just got tossed. What if Polnareff shows up and then he killed Dio and he was the only survivor because Polnareff is the best. <laughs> well, he wouldn't be able to transfuse his blood, though, to Joseph and make sure he survives. Uh, perforates Joseph's heart a bunch with Silver Cherry and they pour the blood in. Hmm. Okay. Look, Polnareff is not a medical man. He's not a man of science. No. He's a man of stabbing things and French. <laughs> he is a man of French. Ah, oh, the French. Polnareff is a simple man who just wants to draw manga, that's all. Orson Welles was talking about Jean-Pierre Polnareff in that commercial. Yeah. Well, t not Polnareff. Jotaro Kaujo shows up behind Dio and kicks this boy's legs so hard they just crack in two. No, he punches him. He's just like, uh... Oh, I guess, okay. Yeah, he, well, he whatever. The point think... is, he shows up and he's just like, hey, by the way, now I can stop time. Conveniently. Now I can stop time. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> So Dio's on the ground and he's actually like going like, oh my god, I feel nauseous, I feel sick, I don't feel good at all. And uh, by the way, I also felt nauseous and sick and not good at all while watching this, so sympathetic towards Dio at this point. Major feels from Dio? Is that what you're saying? Uh, no. <laughs> 
I just want to make. If I say that, then I know I've. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say no. If I say that, I'm truly sick. Sick of the body and the mind. I still don't get the uh, like how this works. Like he he punches Dio in the leg, which cracks him, and then it's also mirrored on his body. So like the, well, the so, world is so like back, hard. So back in well, back up for a second because there's something I wanted to mention here, which is. Uh, Jotaro starts giving his speech. In the English dub, this is something that's actually kind of good that you would absolutely not get out of the Japanese dub uh, because he's doing this speech where he's just like, oh, if we were in the Old West, this would be the part where I would say it's high noon. The voice actor for Jotaro is the voice actor for McCree in Overwatch. <laughs> really? So he literally just delivers the McCree, it's high noon. That's pretty good. That's the fucking send-off to Dio. <laughs> I actually really like that. That it is really, really, really good. Everything else about it, no. But that part, yeah. Okay. Does he actually, uh, like, say it the same way to just the, like, it's high noon? Very slightly subdued, but it is so close that it, it's obvious that they were making the reference. Okay. They, they knew the talent that they had, and they also knew exactly what the line was, and they knew not to change anything about it. Like, you know, out of all the times they changed dialogue in that fucking thing, they at least did not change that one. I also do appreciate you sent me a link of a video of the dub of Iggy, and he is closer to what I had expected in the dub. Yeah, he has, um, like, kind of a slight Brooklyn accent to him, too, which is the thing that I wanted. Yeah, he he's not... Oh, that's... It's not as deep as I would like, but yeah. I mean, maybe whoever is voicing him in the Japanese is kind of doing an approximation of that. And we just can't tell. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, know. I, don't know. I don't speak Japanese, but I I just want so, uh, Iggy to sound. He, he should sound like a pizza shop owner. Just say, "Hey, what are these mooks yeah. doing in here?" That shop hey, never hide <laughs> No, not Italian. Uh, my name is Iggy. That's a spicy meatball. <laughs> so there's also another bit that you kind of glossed over is Dio starts to get up and he flexes his broken leg and just shoots a big old glob of blood in Chotaro's eyes. Oh, yeah. And it's just <laughs> like, ah, you fucker. I got blood in your eyes. Now I'm going to punch you. You lose. <laughs> now you have the right? AIDS. <laughs> it's playing the long game I mean think about Think of all those bloods I've sucked oh, Statistically no. Jotaro's gonna get hepatitis in 20 years <laughs> Oh man Afraid you've got syphilis Mr. Cujo Jotaro can never wrestle again Because he got his blood on the Undertaker So yeah Uh Star Platinum punches uh, the world's leg, and that breaks the world, I guess. Even though that doesn't really make any sense, but uh, nope. whatever. Uh, then Dio explodes. Just yep. blows up. Pops like a balloon. That's it. It's the end for Dio. I, I had also sent you another one of those... Um, text-to-speech dubs that that one dude put together, and I do really like the part where the computer voice is just saying, 
My name is Dio. This is the sound that Dio makes. Because, like, his actual deadline is... And he dances on the sand. Uh, Because the the actual, like, ending lines for Dio is just him screaming, like, Ah! I'm Dio! Dio, damn it! Dio is my name! (laughs) I mean... Dio is my name-o! I'm dying now! Dio has always been big on proclaiming that he is Dio. Yeah. Remember, things to note about Dio, he is number one. He doesn't like dogs. His name is Dio. Things to remember when fighting Dio. Uh, Watch out for clouds. Never set spikes. And lay those bricks down. Watch out for traps. Okay. Dio's dead. Or is he? Because he could still reform, so they got him in an ambulance car next to... uh, Joseph, who looks like um, those singing raisin guys that I'm blanking on the name of. This would have been a real good time to remember that. The California raisins. I was California thinking, raisins. I was thinking Thank he you. he looked like um, the chocolate lady from SpongeBob. Oh, oh I no. remember chocolate. I so, always hated uh, it. <laughs> So Jotaro's just like, hey, you dumbasses, we need to bring this old man back to life, so how about you pump this vampire's blood into him, because it will heal him up. Uh, I don't really think of this through, because vampire blood makes other people vampires, but whatever. (laughs) Uh, Jotaro, I mean, it's not like he's a scientist or anything, I don't think he understands how biology works, that's fine. Also, it doesn't actually do anything, like, just completely disregarding. Uh, it doesn't actually... Uh, well, when so it starts to work, and Joseph does get up, and he's just like, "Ah, it's me, Dio. <laughs> now I'm in Joseph's body." And he's you even, stupid fucking dead shit. He's glowing purple and has purple eyes. It's like you've resurrected me. I love it. Which would have been kind of a would have been kind of a cool angle if Jotaro's dumb assery fucked them all in the end, and yeah. Dio's still alive. I mean, that's really uh, how then, it should have gone. Really? Yeah. But then Joseph's like, ha, ah, no, I'm not Dio. I'm just kidding. And then we. It's me, I'm Joseph. It br- brings us to the best part and maybe this entire part, which is. Uh... I was not expecting to ever hear a weird Al Yankovic <laughs> reference in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yep. Jotaro's just like, well, if you're really Joseph, then who is the female lead in the 1983 film Tarzan the Ape Man? Oh, Derek. Who, who wrote the song "Eat It," which is a parody of "Beat It"? Ali Yankovic. He's yeah. like, okay, you must be uh, Joseph yeah. if you know this useless crap. Yep. So uh, they take Dio's body out to the desert uh, in the sunlight, and it cracks up and it turns to dust. All we are is dust in the wind. All we are is dust in the wind, including dude. Dio's clothes. So, here's the thing. When Dio puts his leg back on, his clothes heal with him. His clothes don't ever, like, really seem to get damaged. They, like, reform. Which is weird because when Straitso got blown up by hella grenades, he was naked for the rest of that. Santana was naked. The rest of the Pillarmen were pretty much naked. I don't know why all of a sudden drawing naked people became a big deal. 
don't know. All I'm saying is show Dio's dong, damn it. Well, you'll never see it now. It's a dust dong. If only I were standing out in the desert with my mouth open. (laughs) (laughs) Refreshing breeze. Uh, So the gang, or what's left of the gang, which is Jotaro, Joseph, and most of Ponorev. He's fine. Yeah, he's missing a few pieces, but he's alright. They're all in an airport, and they're... uh, Sharing some very sorrow, sorrow, sorrow. Oh boy, sad goodbyes. Uh huh. Uh, they're all going to go their own way, you know. Joseph's like, "Oh, Palmer, if you can come live with me." Way. This bit actually made me kind of sad, seeing them bit. all split up at the end of it. Uh, but uh, Joseph and Jotaro get on a plane back to Holly, who's waking up. And she don't know how, but she knows that uh, they did whatever it was they needed to do. Uh, that's part three. Yep, that's it. Have a nice ending. They they stood in the desert and they saw the spirits of Avdol, Iggy, and Kakuin, and yeah, yeah, that's it. And uh, you know, that's Dio's story too. I he will have no bearing on anything else to come. So we got like a fresh start. Not JoJo's true. Bizarre Adventure uh, explores some new bizarre adventures that have nothing to do with vampires. Nothing to do with Dio. It'll be interesting to see. Nothing Curse to do with broken. vampires. Curse is broken, and Dio <laughs> will have zero importance on the rest of the story, I am sure. Yeah. Okay. So, manga uh, anime differences here for this finale. I'm sure Dio doesn't have a bunch of Real asshole-looking sons of bitches around that <laughs> are mad about Dio dying. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely not. In the anime, Honoré uh, further embraces the other two during their goodbyes, as opposed to just placing his hands on their shoulders. That's a good change. Have Honoré just really give him a good old hug. Yeah. The original Japanese audio retains Dio's iconic "ree" screech from the manga, and sorry, manga, and the "rodorola da." In the English dub, this was replaced with a generic screeching and the road roller into "I'm gonna roll over you." So yeah, yeah. Uh, right. nah. it's terrible. Joseph's Walkman doesn't play the cassette tape for Get Back by the Beatles at the airport. Instead, the tape is unmarked. Which, yeah, that that was what he was playing also when he uh, is in the airport at the very beginning. Or the end of part two, actually. Also cut was Joseph kicking every single Japanese man he could find <laughs> in the airport in the ship. I hate the Japanese! An extra scene shows Jotaro in the plane looking at the photo from episode 25. I didn't know that wasn't in it originally, but okay. Uh, Suda says, Last episode happens just after Dio's new evolution. The color of his lips was advised from Mr. Araki himself. About the pre-opening scene, the composition is a throwback to the volume 28 cover of the Tenkaban. Trying to think of what that looked like. Okay. Uh it's it's where they're kind of they have the showdown thing and their faces are right up against each other. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, one scene of the final battle uses really particular colors as Dio is purple here and Jotaro's uniform turns blue. And if we had the color of the aura surrounding the characters, I think the color scheme is rather good overall. Uh. As for the action, every scene is very energetic and classier than ever. Classy! The final nail being the road roller scene with this completely crazy pummeling. Dio finds himself cornered and is heavily bleeding. It feels funny to see him diminished like this. He was such a charismatic man, but even he can only break against the Jojar, Jostar family. Oh god, I almost said Jar Jar family. What's happening? Misa gonna use his top platinum, sir! <laughs> Wait, I don't think he ever says sir. I should That's say. That's the version you watched. <laughs> I got that Topher Grace in it. Oh no. Yeah. No, it's like 80% more racist. <laughs> Jar Jar just it's straight really up tap dances remar- in it. <laughs> Remarkably, it's the only thing that was changed. <laughs> the last part is a straight dash to the conclusion while leaving Joseph some time for a bad joke. We can now weep in front of the airport scene. What? Jotaro is looking at the group photo while lightly smiling. We had added this final scene during the finalization of the storyboard. It is cut in a manner perfectly closing the long journey. The curtain falls. I'm sorry. I, I just like every single time that there is a clear, bad translation of this thing. More and more. It's just like, what? <laughs> yeah. We can now weep in front of the airport scene. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Ah, well. Oh we no! You know what? The... Oh no! What? I just looked ahead. There are no pseudo notes for part four. Oh god! Because I guess that has not had a limited edition Blu-ray or anything. I well, guess. then I suppose we are also bidding a fond farewell to uh, yeah. Suda says. Farewell, Suda. It's been a great run. Oh, we'll still have the manga anime differences uh, whenever these dumb fuckers decide to actually write them down. Well, there are a lot for the first episode of Part 4, so maybe people are a bit more exhaustive here. I don't know. Well, uh, I believe that the next episode we do is going to be kind of a short recapping of Part 3 and sort of our thoughts on it. Yep. Which we did for Part 1 too. And then after that, we will finally go to the town of Dewang. <laughs> no. Where new adventures await. It's, it's not Dewang. I hear it's beautiful there. It's Morio. You know, it's a me, Morio. Not the translation I'm watching, Larry. What? Is she, are you serious? I hear, some, I hear some people from Malaysia might have gotten a hold of this one. Don't go to Crunchyroll. Don't watch that busted translation version. No, no, no. I have not watched any of it. I don't think that they do that. Okay, good. I'm. I assume you know what I am talking about. Oh, I do. That's the reason I never read the manga of Part Four because that was the only version that was available for a long time. I don't know, man. It has me feeling conflicted. I don't know. Uh, I don't yes, remember that line. Yes, we'll be back next week with a short recap of part three, and then 
we'll be moving on to part four diamond is unbreakable the best part so far in my my according, my, my according to you i am ho in my horny opinion uh, oh boy <laughs> i'm sorry why don't you go stick your fingers up somebody jesus christ yeah what am i doing being that gross an old man <laughs> so we'll be back next week with season three or part three season two wrap up i'm larry davis i was george brundle yeah i don't know what happened and that was stand and deliver bye bye